30-minute reviews, beware of spoilers, and exploring hyperspace lanes are all available ad-free. But if you want to support the show, you can go to bewareofspoilers.com and click the support button that's available on the Spotify website. Thank you. Welcome to Exploring Hyperspace Lanes. I'm Adam. And I'm Josie. And um, again, we have that time limit again, um, only for this week, and then we'll be back to normal next week. Um, did you, you got see a wicked that? mustache this week. Well, I trimmed this back, so it makes this more pronounced. That would it? Yeah. That seems to be the new thing that people are into, is the, what, the, the porn star stash. Yeah, the... Uh... <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I trimmed back the beard, and the beard was a lot bigger. It just looks a little bit more uh, defined. Um, you so, gotta do something where you brush it out to the sides. I got, I got it, or do the the handlebar, like the the handlebar. No, you gotta get up. it, like you gotta get it off the top lip a little bit. Oh, so like, like, like that almost. Yes. Like, okay. Yes, but not like that. Right where you have it right now is fine. Okay. But not okay. where, like, when you're not when you're holding it up there. Okay, so not like not like hello everyone. How you doing? Like, mm. <laughs> like that's the wrong directions for those windshield wipers. <laughs> yes. Um, but did you see the question that I posed to you uh, no. over text? Okay. So, which is probably for the best if we don't have a ton of time because it took someone ten minutes to figure out how to get their headphones working. Um, it definitely was not. It was more like three full minutes, but still a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I texted you today at about three o'clock and asked um, about because this year we're supposed to have two more TV shows from Star Wars. Um, three o'clock, huh? Oh yeah, look at that! I had a very busy day. <laughs> I figured that um, when I texted you at six thirty when I was ready to go, and you were, and you didn't respond for a half hour. Yeah. So the time frame, which was like at eleven, my mm-hmm. day was pretty decent, and you said. You said 6.30, and at 12.30, when it was kind of busy, starting to pick up, I said, yeah, sure. Yeah. And you said, cool. Yeah. Um, like, cool, then, but without the L. Yeah, no, I, I understood. Okay. Cool. Right. Just wanted to, just wanted to that's sure. how you say it. That's how that's pronounced, is cool. Yeah. And, uh, and then the rest of my day went to shit. Okay. Well, the question I posed, uh, so we have two more Star Wars shows this year. Next week, Ahsoka starts. And we have one more show uh, allegedly coming out this year, Skeleton Crew. Uh, and then early 2024 is The Acolyte. Um, do you think Skeleton Crew still comes out this year? What is Skeleton Crew? That's the, it's a live action show set around the time of The Mandalorian and Ahsoka about unknown space. That sounds cool. Um, where Jude Law, um, you may remember him from, he played Watson in, in Sherlock Holmes. He played uh, the bad guy in Captain Marvel. Um, he played Dumbledore in um, the Fantastic Beasts movies. Yeah, yeah. He um, he is the teacher to a group of students, and they're like kids. Uh, they're on a on a trip. Trip goes awry. They end up in wild space. Um, that sounds cool. Like yeah. as Jedi's of Jedi's. See, that's the thing. It's unclear. Oh. Um. So they're out in wild space and trying to. It, it, it's it is. John Watts, who did Spider-Man, um, Homecoming, No Way Home, and Far From Home. 
Um, he's directing and uh, or producing, and then there's a bunch of other directors on it. Um, do you think that still comes out this year, or do you think they push it to next year? I don't Keeping know. in mind it's now August, and we haven't heard anything about it. I don't know. Um, you are much better at predicting those kinds of things than I am. See, my thing is, I don't think this is one where you're going to have a huge push from cast. Like, it's not like Ahsoka, where Ahsoka would have benefited from not having the SAG strike going on. Because they could have, Rosario Dawson could have gone out to promote that movie, uh, that show. Um, Natasha Lou Bordezzo, who's playing Sabine, could have gone out and talked it up. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead could have gone out and talked it up. Or like, um, what was the other one? Um, Kenobi where you can have, you know, you and McGregor out there talking it up. I don't think Jude Law is necessarily the big draw for this show. That would make, that would be okay. like, uh, he's going to go out there and talk about it. So I don't think that would be the reason why you push it. I think the only reason you push it is you still have reshoots to do and you didn't get to do them yet. Um, hmm. But considering we heard about the show last year and allegedly it's coming out this year, I mean, I think... My only issue is uh, next year they are pretty stacked. So if they move to 2024, they would likely have to move it to like January, February. Um, and then move Acolyte to like where um, Secret Invasion was for Marvel this okay. year. And then put, um, and then put, uh, what's it called? Uh, and then put, if they want to keep Andor season two on its release date. I think uh, that you are far August. more um, knowledgeable um, with the schedule and how those kinds of things land. Thank you. Um, I All think right. that we're going to have a difference <laughs> of opinion in today's in today's topic, though, um, which means okay. that we should have a good discussion. Uh, Mandalorian season three, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that I know how you felt about Andor, and I know how Alf, how I felt about Andor. Um, and I feel like a lot of that's going to weigh into this, uh, into this discussion. Um, Can you remind me a bit about what happened in Mandalorian Season 3? Mandalorian Season 3 is a season that just ended a few months ago. It's the one where, um, they go to reliberate Mandalore and reunite oh, yeah. the tribes of, of the, the lost tribes of Mandalore. This Very is the much... season where, um, Baby Yoda, or sorry, Groot. Oh, Grogu, Grogu, not Groot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Today was rough. Um, uh, that... And then Rocket came in and helped too. Yeah, and then Rocket showed up. Um, that uh, Grogu gets to be inside of the cute little Meth. thing and, and goes and goes, no, no, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Just trying but, out the glasses today to see. If you these like are them. they're blue light glasses. Oh, um, why why you take them off? Because they're all dusty and I don't have a lens cleaner on me. Oh. Um. So spoken like a person with good eyesight. Yes, I don't I don't need glasses normally. Um. Now I, I think the the season had some issues. Um. I think that like I didn't have an issue with the non sequitur episodes. I actually think this is my favorite of the three seasons. Um, I think that, like, one of the things... We've talked about this before with other shows. One of the things that gets done very well when Dave Filoni is in charge is recontextualizing things that 
may not have been well explained in the movies. Like, that's the real strength of Clone Wars and Rebels, is it recontextualizes the eras um, of the Clone Wars era and leading between the fall of the Republic and, and the rise of the Rebellion, and really giving an explanation as to what happened in these time periods and why it worked. And that's kind of and, what I really liked about Andor, too. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you didn't really like when they contextualized things. Oh, no, I love that. that that's what I really like about yeah, yeah. a lot of this stuff, yeah. Like, okay. it, it makes the fall of Anakin better. Like, Clone Wars is a lot to make the fall of Anakin better, and I think that, like, some of my favorite Star Wars since Disney has taken over is the uh, the episode of, uh, the last four episodes of Clone Wars, where it's taking place at the same time as, um, I'm sorry if my voice sounds off, I cut the inside of my mouth on, on the side of my mouth that I lisp out of, so it's you a little bit. You cut the inside of your mouth on the inside of your mouth? I don't know what I cut it on, but yeah, I cut it like here and it's, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I look at like, you know, that showing what happened to Ahsoka during Revenge of the Sith is a really interesting way to do that. Um, and I think that it is one of those things where I'm, I think that this season does a lot to show off what led to the rise of the first order, which I think was something that was lacking up until this point. Okay. Because, like, paired with Andor, which you didn't like, um, there Just are a lot... Just it was boring. There are a lot of similarities between the Rise of the Rebellion and the Rise of the First Order. Okay. Like, the, the there's a reason why Andor came out when it did, and it was to contextualize the Rise of the Rebellion. And, like, the way Luthen is like, our plan is we're going to go out and attack all of these varying things and make it look kind of random and make it look disorganized that is reflected in what the empire is doing and how okay. the empire is like we're going to make it look we're just random warlords we don't know what we're doing we're all doing that kind of stuff um i don't think the empire gives off that impression that was explicitly what they said in what in in the second to last episode when they had the shadow council or whatever whatever dumbass name they have for the remaining um moths who are still alive like moff gideon and, and all of them they say, like, look, we can't look too organized. If we look too organized, they'll know we're a bigger threat. We need to stay isolated. We need to stay looking like we are just random warlords trying to take advantage of the situation. In what? In Andor. And in, oh, in the Mandalorian. Andor. No, in in the Mandalorian. Oh. Yeah. In oh the yeah, they did episode. do that, didn't they? Yeah, in the second to last episode, when it's when it's Moff Gideon and Admiral Pelion and and uh, mm-hmm. and, and the young Hux and all of them talking. I actually like, really liked the justice that they did to, uh, I think they did a lot of justice to the Mandalorian story, and I think that was very cool. And they they talked about um, some of the Mandalorian-like lore, and that I thought that was pretty neat. See, that was cool too, and I, and I was very happy they subverted my expectations when it came to the, the Mythosaur, because I'm like, that Mythosaur is going to come out by the end of yeah. the season, and then it didn't happen, and I was like, alright, the show is better for that, I think. I agree. Um, I think it would have been disappointing to end up seeing it because there's no way they could have made it as cool and it would have been right. like, well, why are you showing off something like that? Like, it's never supposed to be shown sort yeah. of thing. And then, like, that the episode three, I think, is probably the strongest episode of the season. And, like, there are a lot of episodes that are kind of like, you know, like the episode with Lizzo and Jack Black, I know a lot of people hated it, but I really liked it. 
Um, so um, I have a funny story about that one. It was, I was watching it and it was on in the living room and I was doing dishes in the kitchen mm -hmm. and I was looking over the window thing into the living room. And then I saw Lizzo and Jack Black get on the screen and I went, I went, is that Lizzo? <laughs> and then I was like, is that Jack Black? And then I ran around. See, my, I my, like was done with dishes and I just sat down and watched. <laughs> my my only issue with it is that when you do these big stunt castings, it does take you out of it. Where it's like Star Wars is always operated best yeah, with a bunch of not, no names. They were not um the king and queen of their their place or whatever. Yeah, it was, it they was were just, Lizzo and Black and Jack Black. Yeah, that's it. And like I, I, I was think... like, yeah, you go, Lizzo. But now there's you're not allowed to say that because she's maybe getting canceled. Um, and then, but then there was Jack Black. Jack Black still. Oh my gosh, you go, Jack Black, with the sassy Z snaps. See, like with 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 that episode, it's like I really like the way they built out. Probably one of the things that I wish they would explore more in Star Wars, which is the idea that like Palpatine used real grievances that the Trade Federation had. Mm. and planets that were with that were aligning with the trade federation like the the people there had genuine complaints against the republic like they they like yeah. they had they had genuine grievance and and for them to just be cast aside under the empire it's like no those people would still feel that way yeah like after especially after losing the war and then being doing okay we're gonna double down and we're gonna become an empire now if you're a separatist you're like oh well I'm definitely gonna stick with this. So the idea that all these years later you still have Christopher Lee, not Christopher Lee, um, fuck, from Back to the Future. What the fuck's his name? I'm blanking on it right now. It's not Jack Black or Li Jack Black or Lizzo, so I can't remember it right um, now. Um, <laughs> now you want to Google it. Um, your screen, um froze and then landed on you just Lloyd. like the most disappointed face <laughs> oh christopher lloyd that's who it was from back okay. to the future uh doc he brown yeah he's he's the one who's the one who was the uh the i i stand with dooku after all this time oh really yeah the one who's got the battle droid and all that like that was a really cool episode for that oh, yeah. and and that doesn't get enough, you know, because it was because Jack Black and Lizzo were there. That episode kind of, and it is kind of a buddy cop thing. Like mm -hmm. that episode gets pushed aside. Um, and I really like the way that like this season was more Bo-Katan's story than it was Mando's. Mm -hmm. Like giving, and I think that's well deserved. She's a very cool character. Yeah, and she's more interesting than Mando. And Mando is she really is especially to make himself now... interesting. No, go ahead. Uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of me cutting you off, but it's not on purpose. It's because it, it keeps skipping. Oh, okay. And I think that you're done talking. So I'm oh, okay. sorry. Um, uh, can we finish what you were saying? Oh, no, I, fin I, I said that like Mando had two seasons of his own TV show to make himself interesting and he couldn't do it. To the point where it's like, he's the least interesting part of that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that was really interesting was, you know, the baby Yoda and stuff. And now we found out, okay, they're staying together. He adopted him. We're done. Like, so you have to follow the Mandalorian story and maybe mm -hmm. you just follow um, the characters in his life that are more, more important and more interesting. Right. Like Bo-Katan. Yeah, and it's like, the thing is, He's too, it's like... a very interesting character. How did you feel about the destruction of the Darksaber at the end of the season? 
that's a bit disappointed. I think from a narrative standpoint, I understand why because you think don't it... really need it anymore. Because it's a symbol. At the end I of the day, all so. this is a symbol. Right, but it's a symbol, and their people are symbols, and it's a very cultural thing to mm -hmm. then just disappear. Like I just, I get it, but it's also kind of it ruins a lot of um lore i feel like what what the story is this season is bo-katan being biblical david the biblical figure of david who united the tribes of israel and brought them back to the promised land like oh that that is who she is in in this and it is i, I think guess that, i don't really see that because i'm not as um like religious i'm not you, you think i'm religious I don't know. I guess so. No, I just. It wasn't the first thing that I thought of. No, I, 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 in high school, we had to read excerpts of the Bible from a literary standpoint. Did you really? Yeah, because well, because the thing is, it's like when <laughs> when you talk about when people, a lot of people talk about with Star Wars, um, what's his name, uh, who did a Hero with a Thousand Faces, um, and one of the things that book is, is it's not just a literary theory book; it's also a theocratic book about hmm. theocracy and, and about religion in general and how religions tend to follow these myths around people and how those things are kind of constant across all uh religions and it's like at one point he talked about like the the epic of gilgamesh which is a religious text to the ancient sumerians they that book is one of the first books to go into the idea of what happens to a warrior when they don't have a war to fight anymore like which is something that even now we still get that posited in fiction like that's the central conflict of like the hurt locker it's like he goes home and he he's like my job is done but he doesn't feel at home without having a battle to fight mm -hmm. like and that is the kind of thing where it's like this is kind of the same like it's a similar thing where where you know we I see these was... stories reflected see i don't know if... i mean i guess so it's more like at the beginning of um I think that it's more like at the beginning of the, like the A team where they're like, or the Ocean's Eleven and stuff, where they're like <laughs> gathering all the people <laughs> to then go fight. <laughs> <laughs> we go from ancient literature to it's like the A team, and presumably you're not even talking about the A team TV show. I think the A team TV show started with them like together as yeah. a team no you're it's talking like the about first, the a-team movie or like the oceans movie um movies where like the first 15 minutes of the movie are them collecting the peoples to be the best fighters and go fight something that's what this is okay um <laughs> no but kind of <laughs> you can't tell me no a hundred percent i can't because it is this it, because the thing is it is these it, the 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 remaining people of mandalore have been spread have been scattered she needs to go around and and show that she is the one who will unite right, them to back fight for the people okay to fight sure to get together to go after the big baddie together i'm trying to figure out a way stronger to, to, together i'm trying to figure out a way to make this the title of the episode Okay, I think I got it. Not the biblical. Mandalorians like the A team. <laughs> Not biblical, the A team. Yes. I'm gonna write that down. The A team, A team. Okay. But look, I I I, I see this. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes like that. 
Anyway, um, I really like the second episode, uh, uh, the third episode, the one where it's no Mando at all. It's all on Coruscant, mm-hmm. showing like what's going on on Coruscant and how yeah, the uh- New Republic is not that different from the Empire. Mm-hmm. Like, especially at the end where they have the girl who was on Gideon's ship, Katie O'Brien, I think is the actress's name, but she is someone who I saw her in that episode and I'm like, this woman should play Abby in The Last of Us season two. But anyway, um, she, like, when they're in that room and it's like, we have, they have the brain thing that the Empire was using on people and it's like, we can use this to, you know, to just do subtle mind alterations. We wouldn't put it up as high as the Empire did, but the knob still goes that high just in case. Yeah. Like that. I think that's... Like that whole thing. And then, like, when we get to the idea of, like, you know, later on as the show goes on, where it's like people are asking for help and the Mandalorians are the ones going into help because the New Republic isn't helping non member systems. And it's like. You're creating a situation under which the First Order can come back. And then when we get to that big scene with the Shadow Council... And by the way, I want a short film about the meeting where they decide to call themselves the Shadow Council. Hmm. Like, I want to see the meeting where they're like, all right, we need to come up with a name for ourselves. We want it to be somewhat intimidating and indicate that we don't operate on in the front lines. But, you know, we have this marketing guy here, Tim... Um, he was the one who, who named the Death Star. They probably didn't decide. No, they outright call themselves the Shadow Council, and it's like, this meeting of the Shadow Council has adjourned. Like, uh... like they, they call themselves that in, in the thing. It's not just they pulled the name from Aftermath. No, they called themselves that, that there. And it's like, I want to like, see that. Like, who is the guy who sat there at the end and just yeah, said, it's like, we got hey the guys, guy who named the Death Star, and, and we think he can the... do it. What like, about the Shadow Council? <laughs> but like the whole thing is so like that whole thing like that whole scene and we'll is all great. Wear black. like that whole scene is great like and then like for Peleon it's like you know we need another plan because Thrawn's not here yet Thrawn like that whole thing like I popped a semi it's like Thrawn is coming and I was like yes and I will Ew. be soon if you don't you know if you if you when you get this going along a little bit faster um but like they you know that whole thing with Peleon is great and then, like, for Hux, it's like, they're a little on the nose to the name Project Necromancer. Like, because very obviously that's the plan to resurrect the Emperor. Oh. And Hux is the one who's overseeing it. It's Hux's father. Oh, well, so, a lot so the, of things in Star Wars are on the nose. Yeah, well, Death Star is not exactly subtle. Um, or Vader. That's true. Um, but like, I, I look at the, um, you know, that whole thing's cool. The, the new Stormtrooper armor, that is the step between the original trilogy and the sequels, like, is really cool. And one of the things that it did is that it's like, if they can continue on this trend and they can make it cohesive, you know, by the time they wrap all this up with Filoni's movie, um, if they can wrap this all up and make it cohesive where it's like this explains the geopolitical state of the galaxy by the time the or the sequels start, it may fix some of the sequels. Not all of the sequels, in this, but in the same way that like the Clone Wars kind of fixes the prequels, it could be kind of the same thing. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I did really enjoy this season a lot more than seasons one and two. Um, 
How'd you feel about Gideon? I think Gideon's just great this season. Like, that that line that he's got. And, and the thing is, too, the other thing I want to point out was the Praetorian Guards, when they enter, it's like when they kill um, Paz Vizsla, um, who's the one that is voiced, who's played by John Favreau, um, when they kill him and they come out in that slow motion with the dramatic music, it's great. But then they do it again later on, where it's the same thing, but they're coming out to fight Mando, and they come out in slow motion to have dramatic music, and I'm like, oh, do they just move slowly when they enter a room? Like, or is this a, a conscious decision, or, you know, mm-hmm. how does that work? Um, unfortunately, no answer given. But how do you feel about Moff Gideon? He's not really my favorite character, but I think he did. This one was the one that I found him less cringy feeling. I think this season he really grew on me the most, especially like in the finale where he just turns into kind of a cartoony villain, where he's like, yeah, like he it's like, oh look, I've created this armor, and now it's at the now it's the best armor because it's not the best soldier in it, me. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, you, you know, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so let me pull up the rankings. Do you have any other thoughts while I pull the rankings up? Um, no. Sorry. Good, uh, good way to cover while I pull the rankings up. <laughs> no, I wasn't asking for you to vamp while I did this. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay, so let's pull up the What's rankings. That? Vamp means just talk while I do this. Oh. All right, sorry. so we have 21 things on the overall ranking so far. Um, so we'll go through the whole thing. Number 21, we have Thrawn Alliances. Number 20, we have Thrawn Treason. Number 19, we have Phantom Menace. Number 18, we have Mandalorian Season 1. Number 17, we have Mandalorian Season 2. Number 16, we have Attack of the Clones. Number 15, somehow we have Andor Season 1. Number 14, we have The Bad Batch Season 2. Number 13, we have The Bad Batch Season 1. Number 12, we have Thrawn. Number 11, we have Force Unleashed. Number 10, we have Force Unleashed 2. Number 9, we have Fallen Order. Number 8, we have Jedi Survivor. Number 7, we have uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. Number 6, we have Tales of the Jedi Season 1. Number 5, Under My Protest, we have Kenobi. Number 4, we have Return of the Jedi. Number 3, we have Revenge of the Sith. Number 2, we have A New Hope. And number 1, we have Empire Strikes Back. Um, I will say... Start the bidding at above Bad Batch Season 1. Agreed. Um, would you say it's better than Thrawn? Which the Thrawn? Book, the book Thrawn. The first one? The first one. Yes. Okay. Um, would you say it's better than Dooku Jedi Lost? No. Okay, so... Since you can't really rank it against the video games, um, because you haven't played them, I'll put it between Force Unleashed and Fallen Order at the new number 10. Okay. Um, I, I actually have a question this time. Sure. Are you ready for this? I'm, yeah. Where, what, what, what planet would you visit if you could? Like where, where? Which one would you choose to like live on? Not just mm. visit, like because obviously if visit you'd just pick anything. But like if you got to just live in the Star Wars universe, which planet? 
it varies greatly based on what era. Or which one do you most want to see? Hmm. I would like to see... If you only got I to know pick it's a one base, and I you know, got... I know it's a basic answer, but I'm very much a city person and I love Coruscant's design. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I know it's a very basic It'd answer. It'd be like, it, it's almost an unfathomable. Yeah. Unfathomable. Like, Coruscant, like Cloud City would be cool is another one. Um, okay. As long as it's right before the Empire takes over. Uh, and the same thing with Coruscant. Like, I don't want to go to Imperial Coruscant. Um, like, apparently Tatooine's always got shit going on there, even though it's the, you know, the, the dark spot at the end of the universe that no one gives a shit about. Um, apparently there's always shit going on there. Um, mm -hmm. From the sequels, I would say Canto Bite would be pretty cool if I had money. As long as I'm not one of the okay. poor people who's, like, shoveling, like, weird animal shit. Um, hmm. or, uh, What's Canto? What is it? Canto Bite? Canto Bite, the system from episode 8 that everyone hates, where it's the casino planet. Canto Bite. B-I-G-H-T. B-I-G-H-T. The, the casino planet. They always go in the middle of the movie, drives the entire plot to a halt. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and then That also, you'd visit there? Yeah, and also Kashimi from uh, Return to uh, Revenge of... No. Rise of Skywalker. Kashimi. Kajimi, K-A-J-I-M-I. The one that the Red Power Ranger lives on. I-M-I. Yeah. Kajimi. Kajimi. I think that's how you spell it. It's Kajimi the one... It, it, it's the one where... It looks dirty. It looks very much like the Winter Village at... Have you ever been to the Yankee Candle Factory in, um, in, uh, in Massachusetts? That's a negative. Uh, there's a Christmas village they got there. It looks kind of like that. Hmm. Wow, you That'd picked a lot of things. Well, I mean, I wanted to give a nice spread. Maybe Prime okay. Mandalore would be cool. Mandalore would be pretty cool. Um... What about you? Um, Mine. I have two places. I am super duper between um, Naboo because it's yeah. supposed to be very culture and very like um, the, the art students calm the, and peaceful and like artsy and like from what we've what's been depicted and explained in the books and the movies is it looks very beautiful. It's the Sunni New Pulse of planets. Sunni New Paltz. Yeah, never mind. Okay. Peter would applaud um, that one. I will never mind it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Kashyyyk. Yeah, I don't know about that. Why? I'm not an outdoor person. It seems very oh, tropical we're and hot. Yeah. It's like, like Scarif doesn't interest me in that way. Like, But I, I love trees. Like, it would be so cool to live in a tree house and stuff. Or to visit and vacation on Kashyyyk. Yeah. See, like, another one that I just thought of. Um, Pre-Battle of Jakku. Jakku. You can't just pick all the things. Well, you have saying. to, like, pick a couple. I'm just saying it. Like, like... <laughs> Battle of Jakku, like, as long as it's before the book J Battle of Jakku, like, ba Jakku. Not Jakku, not Jakku. Jedda. Jedda. Jedda, J-E-D-D-A. That's different. Yeah. 
A H or H A? J E D D A H. It's the one that they go to in Rogue One. D-D-A-H. Where there's the Jedi Temple and Jedi. the Kyber Mines. The one where. Jeddah? Um, yeah. Jeddah is a city in Saudi Arabia. I think no. you mean J E D H A. Yeah, sure, that. Um, J E D D A H is a city in Saudi Arabia. Sure. Then, then the other, the, the correct spelling. Then you didn't need to call me out. I'm sorry, um, I pulled at you, didn't I? Yeah, you My did. My bad. It it hurts to be on this. Hi, side of it's it. all desert-y? 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 Well, it is during the era of the Galactic Civil War because that's where they go to and the team gets together. Um, you know Mandalore, when they Mandalore would be really cool to go to, but. It is filled with monsters, and that's terrifying. No, this yeah, looks they, yucky. No, see, that you. was the only thing about Mandalorian season three that I didn't like was the weird, like, land of the lost kind of like flea stack looking things that were living on Mandalore in like episode two. But like, Bo Katan got to fuck up that really cool looking monster. Um, um, but yeah, the like Jetta, I think, as long as it's like High Republic era Jetta. Specifically, before the the that's very deserty though. But it's a it's a cultural haven, in the immediate before part of, what's it called in the immediate before during the High Republic. It's a it's a cultural. I just want to let you know that there is a um there is a a ranking for best planets in Star Wars. And and you picked the um, top and you picked the top two off the list and like these are mine. No, I just looked it up right now because I was like, "What is the most beautiful one? It, like supposed to be the most beautiful in well, Star Naboo Wars, is the just Star Wars Italy. uniform?" It, yeah, it's it's Naboo is number one. So I was right, you were wrong. Um, you, can, you can go to <laughs> Naboo right now if you go on Expedia, book a trip to Florence, and you'll get the similar. I experience. actually would love to do that. Um, Endor is the next one. I don't know. I don't think Endor is a place that I would like to go to. Um, Yavin yeah, 4. That'd be cool. You know, uh, Poe po Dameron is from Yavin. Alderaan. Yavin Alderaan's 4. really cool, too. Alderaan, the, the brief glimpse we saw of it in live action, Alderaan is cool looking. Oh, Yavin 4 is pretty. It's very pretty. And then um, Alderaan, let's see. Poe Dameron was born on Yavin 4. Poe Dameron. Oh, yeah. Oh wow, Alderaan is cool. Yeah. For like a split second, it's very futuristic looking. Um The planet Obi-Nan, Obi-Nan, Obi-Wan Kenobi maybe goes there for like a second, right? No, in I don't the think Obi in the Kenobi? No, he no? doesn't. Okay. They go to him because and the thing is too, it's like Lothal has some from Alderaan. Leia. Oh fudge. Yeah. Where is uh um, well, Bail Organa is, but that's where Leia grew up where is... until it, until it gets nuked from orbit. Oh, what's the um, planet that uh... you're really making us look bad right now? Uh... Shooty, shooty. Yeah, there's only one. Han Solo. Where's oh, Han Corellia. Solo from? Corellia. Corellia. Yeah. C O R R E L I A. I A. I A Corellia. Good job. You were correct. 
There's a book. Corellia looks kind of cool. Very. Isn't it? That's a big um, shipyard. Industrialized. It's a big shipyard planet. Yeah. Kind of gross looking. It's supposed to be a shipyard planet and um, highly militarized. Yes. But so. I think that's a good place to wrap up for tech. We have a minute and 30 seconds until we run out of time. Oh, boy. Um, our next episode will not be hit by a time constraint. And our next episode will be about, I think it's Air of the Empire. Why is it not going to be with a kind? Because I'll, uh, I'll pay for the subscription for Zoom. Air of the Empire oh. is our next episode, which works out because it's the day that Ahsoka premieres. Um, so Air to the Empire, uh, the book we'll be talking about next week. So until then, have a great rest of your week. Bye. Let's start the